the way it works with the nonprofit program is we ask you to nominate a nonprofit partner that you have either volunteered for, have a relationship with, or have benefited from, from their services. And then we receive all those nominations. And do you know, in some years, we receive upward of 50 nominations. And then your giving intention team of volunteers sit down and they review every single one of those organizations to make sure that they are a non-profit organization registered somewhere, you know, and then they select from them 12 that are closely matched with our values and our vision of a world that works for everyone. Then throughout the year, we send each one of those 12 organizations a check to support their work in the world. So here are the list of 12 that we've selected for 2023. CASA's court-appointed special advocates, volunteers who establish stable relationships with foster children to make informed decisions to the court on their behalf. Days for Girls International, helping women and girls in developing countries around the world to shatter stigmas and limitations in their lives due to their menstrual cycles. Food for Thought Food Bank, providing healing, nutrition, and compassion to thousands of people living with serious medical conditions in Sonoma County. Forget Me Not Farm, helping at-risk children and youth break the cycle of abuse. And they do this through animal-assisted and horticultural therapeutic activities. Interfaith Shelter Network is providing homeless families and individuals. Well, they provide them with rapid rehousing services that include tenant counseling and even financial assistance and psychotherapy and case management. Jewish Community Free Clinic that provides free health care, medication, and labs to anyone without charge. Nuestra Comunidad, dedicated to improving the health, safety, and well-being of the community through emergency services awareness, youth leadership program, and meetings that promote both mental and physical health. Petaluma People Services, Hands-on, face-to-face support for children, adults, and seniors, and it includes counseling, job placement, gang-related support for prevention, daily hot meals, even rides to doctors. Project Quetzal, improving the lives of indigenous families in rural Guatemala through education, nutrition, and projects for economic development. Redwood Empire Food Bank, distributing food to partner organizations in Sonoma, Lake, Mendocino, Humboldt, and Del Norte counties for the benefit of everyone from seniors to children. Sonoma County Acts of Kindness, providing meals and other basic necessities to those in our community who do not have permanent roofs over their heads. Sonoma Family Meal, creating meals from locally sourced ingredients and rescued perishables for families and seniors who are experiencing food insecurity. So you may notice that many of these organizations are working in the realm of food security because that 
matches our value of compassion and love as well as our vision of a world that works just a little bit better for everyone. And I wanted to read this list to you, even though you can find it on our website, I wanted to read it to you because this year we're doing something different on our giving intention form. When you complete your giving intention form online or in person on a piece of paper, when you tell us how much you estimate and you plan to contribute next year, 2023 to the center, you also get the opportunity to select one of these organizations. And when you do, that organization will receive an additional financial gift from us as a way of honoring and recognizing your commitment to supporting your center in 2023. It's our way of saying thank you for participating and then extending that commitment into generosity as well. So why do we have a giving intention season? Well, there are many reasons. One of them is to build a relationship between each of us and this thing called the Center for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa. You know, when people show up at the Center for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa, I guess they expect somebody to be here to deliver a message or to teach a class. They expect somebody to open the gates for the parking they expect somebody to be watching out for the tarmac to make sure it's properly maintained and for the weeds to be pulled. They expect somebody, well, to turn on the lights and to run the cameras and set up the power presentations and all the things that can make our live stream be a live stream. We expect somebody to be watching out and paying the bills, keeping the electricity on, making things happen. And that's someone, that's somebody is you and me and every one of us in this room and online. It's us. And the relationship building part of it is, well, don't you know relationships have an element of loyalty and dependability built into it? So it's this statement. You can count on me to play my part, whatever it is, because that's unique. So during our giving intention season, we ask ourselves, and I'm inviting you to ask yourself, what can I be counted on for in 2023, especially when it comes to financial support? Hey, Center for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa, you can depend on me for what is it? It's a very gentle process, really. It's easy, and there's no um, requirement that you participate. There's no minimum amount or maximum amount. You won't receive a bill. Uh, It's a personal process. It's a personal decision that you and I ask, what do I think I will give next year? And then when you share that information by writing it down or filling out the form online, the giving intention form, well, then it helps inform the staff and leadership What's coming in every week? And then they can use that information to make an orderly plan. Oh, yeah, John let us know he's giving X amount of dollars once a week. Oh, yeah, Susie said she's going to give X amount of dollars every other week. Oh, yeah, etc., etc. And then we can count on that and plan a budget. Do you know this month, October, we're talking about the spiritual practice called circulation. Those are all the practices that help us stay in the flow of life through such things as giving, 
and receiving and asking and forgiving and recognizing and acknowledging and thanking. And it's the focus of our Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. in person here in the sanctuary. And this coming Wednesday, Reverend Russ is talking about that spiritual skill called asking. So I want to start practicing early by asking you today, every one of you in the room, and every one of you online, I'm asking you, please participate in your center in this way, in our giving intention season today. How? Pick up a form on the way out, or today, go online and complete your form. And if you need to, please Ask any member of the team whatever question you have that will help you participate today because we really do want every person who considers this to be their source of spiritual inspiration, their home, to participate. Whether that's $1 per week or $600 per month, whatever it is, please just let us know what you can be counted on for 2023. And if there is something that is blocking you from participating, I invite you to explore that. Talk to me about it. Talk to any one of the team members about it. And today's a good day to look at that because today I'm talking about the things that get in the way that block us from being in the flow of life, whether that's an attitude or an idea or an attachment or a possession or, you know, those things. So I'm playing with this idea lately of what might happen in my life if I let go a little more, especially of control. <laughs> it seems to me that it's something that I get to learn and then relearn and then learn again. Do you? It's like endless. This spiritual art of letting go or dropping control so that I can experience movement and be in the flow of life. Now, there is a classic story about letting go in our times. It's written by Richard Bach, and I like to read it at least every five years. It's about the adventures of a reluctant Messiah. Here it goes. Once there lived a village of creatures along the bottom of a great crystal river. The current of the river swept silently over them all, young and old, rich and poor, good and evil. The current going its own way, knowing only its own pure crystal self. Each creature in its own manner clung tightly to the twigs and the rocks of the river bottom, for clinging was their way of life. And resisting the current was what each had learned from birth. But one creature said at last, I am tired of clinging. Though I cannot see it with my eyes, I have a vision of something greater. I trust that the current knows where it is going. I shall let go and let it take me where it will. For from clinging, I shall surely die of boredom. <laughs> the other creatures laughed and said, Fool, ha, let go, and that current that you worship, it will throw you and tumble you and smash you against the rocks, and you will die quicker than from boredom. But the one heeded them not, and taking a breath, did let go, and at once 
was tumbled and smashed by the current against the rocks. Yet in time, the creature refused to cling again, and the current lifted him free from the bottom, and he was bruised and hurt no more. The creatures downstream, to whom he was a stranger, cried, See, a miracle! A creature like ourselves, yet he flies! See, the Messiah has come to save us all! And the creature carried in the current said, I am no more the Messiah than you are. The river delights to lift us free. If only we dare to let go. Our true work in this voyage is this adventure. Let go. But they cried even all the more, Savior! All of the while clinging to the rocks. And when they looked again, he was gone. And they were left with making legends about a Savior. Now clearly... There is a lot to unpack in that story. <laughs> the part I'm interested in today is that part that speaks to clinging on during those times when I ought to be letting go. Now, of course, in, in, in life there are times when it is wise to stand still where you are and to hold on. So I'm not talking about those times when it is spiritually sound and a good idea to retreat into stillness and not move. There are definitely times like that. I'm talking about those other times in my life when I'm stuck where I am and I can't get going. Either it's because well, I don't know any better, because like the creatures from birth, I was taught another way, or my attachment to something is preventing me from taking that step or I've developed a habit that I can't seem to break. I can't get into action. I just received an email from one of our congregants, and I've deleted their name so I don't out them. It goes like this. Before the pandemic, we attended the second service every Sunday, with the rare exception of one of us being sick. It was an automatic habit, never even asking each other whether or not we would go. It was our habit. Obviously, during the pandemic, that habit got broken, and we have struggled to reinstate it. We became used to it, and it was just too easy to sit down in our jammies and watch it. We watched it stream. Now, we talk about it every Saturday, and we plan to go the next day. But then, it's just too easy not to make the effort. And once again, put it on the screen. Neither of us like that we have not gotten back into the habit and have, well, we have not given up on it. So thank you for continuing to be there every Sunday. And we will hopefully get back on track because be being with community does matter. Now, so first of all, I have to say to everyone, especially the authors of that email, there is no right or wrong way to do this, Right? And for those in our community who continue to enjoy our services online, we love you and embrace you just the way that you are. And we want you to feel as much part of whatever is happening here as if you were in the room with us. No judgment there. Still, I got to say, I miss you. I do. We miss you. There's no doubt about that. Now, it could be the case that you're in a different city now or even in a different country. And so I'm really glad that we are able to welcome you into community by way of live streaming and the miracle of the Internet. So take your time. 
There isn't a right time. Now, I will tell you this, though. Since we started meeting in person, our whole spiritual center has been going through a wake-up. And all of the systems that make the center what the center is are being restarted like some machine that's been standing dormant for a long time. It's starting to get going again. The pandemic was a setback because it helped create certain habits of isolation, for sure. So the awakening has been slow, but steady, and so heartwarming. You know, when people show up in person for the first time, they tell me they experience that feeling of being Again, with people who share their values and their heart and their worldview, and it means the world. And do you know some people walk in here after the first time, after not being here for years, and they start crying spontaneously. And some have said to me, you know, it's just like that first time when I came to the center and something in me recognized home, and I felt home. And I felt that feeling of not being alone in the world. I felt that feeling of what it's like to realize that there are other people in the world who think similarly as I do. <laughs> so beautiful. Well, I can empathize with the people who wrote that email trying to break out of their, their habit because I, I, I get comfortable sometimes. I've got comfortable with things during this pandemic that I need to break out of. I get comfortable sometimes just right where I am, and I don't want to let go of how it is. Do you know that holding on to things like that in my life seems to get in the way of me being in the flow of the greater yet to be? It's no judgment. I just noticed that. So I'm looking at that, letting go, holding things a little less tightly. I noticed that that can free up energy. The energy that was used to hold on it can be freed up well, to do absolutely anything else. Then my true authentic nature can come out. And then life, it seems, can bring me to or flow through me in the form of whatever that next thing is that it seems to always want for you and me. You know, in that story about the reluctant Messiah, it's a fun story. But in my opinion, it leaves out some of the complexity of life. It, like it's promising that once we learn to let go, nothing will ever be challenging again. <laughs> you know, after we let go, it'll be fine. The reality is no. <laughs> Sorry. We still experience loss and disappointment. We still get attached to things and peoples and outcomes and loves and cling on when we know we ought not to. <laughs> and from time to time, we forget everything we've ever learned <laughs> and know, and we become loyal again to clinging on. <sighs> and that's where practice comes in. Because every time you and I practice, holding something a little light, less tightly, say it like that. Every time we are successful in letting go, whether it's a, a big one or a little one, every time we are practicing that, we are also practicing having confidence in life. And we are paving the way to that place within where we know exactly what it means to be a little more free 
Ah, practicing. Practicing letting go. Well, it's about putting less effort into resisting life so that energy can be freed up for something else. And the ways of practicing letting go include um, trying to say yes more often, trying to be more generous, trying to say thank you more frequently, trying to receive more gently, (laughs) trying to appreciate more consistently, and trying to get clear with myself about what it is that I want out of life. And these are the practices that we are talking about on our Wednesday evening in-person service at 7 p.m. Now, when I notice that I am holding on to something, it could be, well, could be a friend's attention, could be the affection of someone, it could be a desired outcome that isn't going the way I want it to go. Or I could be trying really hard to be somewhere else than where I actually am. Or it could be stressing out about trying to look a certain way that I don't look. Do you know what I mean? When I notice that's going, if I can catch myself in my busy mind, just if I can catch it, then what I do is I take a breath and pause to ask myself, my true self, my innocent self, what here feels more flowing and less resisting? And that simple question to myself seems to be what frees up the energy that I was using to hold tightly. And it frees it up to be used for something else like cooperating, connecting, solving, creating, self-loving, or any number of endless possibilities that are more flowing in experience. That simple question, what here feels more flowing that I could be or do or know and less resistant? And, And that question is an act of acceptance. Like we say at the end of almost every service about life, I accept it just the way that it is and just the way that it is not. And in that saying, we're acknowledging that this moment that we're in can only and always be exactly what it is. And acceptance isn't the same as giving up because I'm still going to be interested in what life inside of me wants to do. What does it want to do next? But first I'm going to accept where I am. I'm going to let it be. And then I'm going to take that breath and ask some form of that question. I'm going to ask it of my spiritual self. I might ask, what is mine to do here that is more flowing? Or I might ask, what does life within me want me to do here that is more flowing? And you know, every time I talk about surrender and going with the flow, I've got to be careful with myself. I've got to remind myself that there is a fine line between letting go and being reckless. You know, being reckless might be when I say, oh, I don't have to pay any attention because Spirit's got my back. Or I say, I don't have to act in a responsible way. Or I don't need to speak up for people who cannot speak up for themselves. Or I don't need to pay any attention to my obligations because I've let go. And I'm going with the flow now. (laughs) No, no, it's not that. 
because I still have choice. I still have creativity. I still have life. So finally, when I can stop and breathe and ask myself, what here wants to happen that is more flowing and less resistant? I try not to jump too quickly to an answer. I try to rest in the pause. And I try to drop my opinions. I try to drop urgency if I can. I, I try to drop defensiveness as much as possible. I even try to drop the need I feel to explain why this moment should be different. I try to let my racing mind just slow down a little bit so that I can take the position of being an observer of life and to watch from within, to watch. And in that way, to be available for life's signs and signals and prompts. It's a, it's a form of practicing patience. It's a way of reclaiming wasted power. And it's a type of prayerfulness. Prayerfulness. 